Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Seinard. Today on the podcast, we are talking about sewing on a camera, what types of sewing videos we like to watch and learn from, as well as our experiences being in front of the camera. Then we will have a discussion about taking pictures and documenting our sewing projects. We'll share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll answer a listener question. But before we begin, how's everybody doing today? How's our October going? <laughs> our pants tober. Pants tober. <laughs> yes, still pants tober. <laughs> it's going all right. I really need to get on the pants train though. I'm I'm kind of far behind, but there's I guess a little bit of time left. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Well, um, I am not on pants tober. I am on um clean and reorganize and update the sewing room tober. Um, <gasps> yay! So, uh, yes, I uh, took a trip to Ikea last weekend. I got some desks oh, so and fun. tables for my sewing machines. Um, I got some storage cube thingies, and those aren't up yet. Nice. And so, yeah, I'm super excited. I've I've built the desks, haven't built the cubes yet because now I'm getting um, screwdriver um, yeah. Oh no! I'm, I'm getting screwdriver blisters on my palm, so I'm gonna give myself a couple days. <laughs> That's a whole mm-hmm. other skill set building IKEA. For I know, sure. I know. I should get my. I mean, we have mm. electric drills. I should just go get one of those. I'm just afraid that I'll like destroy the furniture or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going along. It's probably still going to be a few, um, days until it's a uh, few days, possibly a few weeks till it's actually ready for like full use. But I do have my actual sewing machine like available if I decide I have the time to actually mm-hmm. sew anything. But most of the time, if I have spare time, I'm working on other stuff at the moment. So Nice. Very excited. Sorry. So ex- had to I'm brag. excited for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. First Amanda, now yeah. Kate. I guess I'm, I'm next. I, You're well, next. You you're are. You're totally next. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need With- to try, take a trip to Ikea too. I feel like sewing it, like helps because it's a flat pieces building a 3D thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You'd think that sewing would help. I mean – I walked away from many Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, I'm like, you handle it. <laughs> I I kind of like putting together Ikea furniture. And I think it is because of the, like, I like following the instructions. Yeah. The, like, step oh. by step. That being no. said, I haven't done, like, drawers or anything. But a bookshelf, I yeah. will I will rock a bookshelf. Well, the, uh, the desk that I got... Um, there are a total of three drawers between them and they're not hard. Again, it's just, you follow no. the instructions and, yeah. and yeah, I was, it was, it was very Zen kind of thing for me. I was just sitting yeah. there, I had a podcast on. Sometimes I just sat there and squinted at the instructions, trying to figure out exactly what they wanted. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. every, everything worked and it all went together in the end. And, um, the second one went easier than the first one because it was f- effectively the same desk. It was just less fancy. So a little, it's narrower oh. and doesn't have drawers and cabinet. And so it was, uh, yeah, I had a good time. Ikea furniture. Yeah. There you go. I think the key is following in the instructions, which I'm not good at. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm wearing my free mantle pants today. I love this. Amanda introduced me to this pattern, and I've made so many of them. These are my pink ones. I love them. Oh, nice. Pants, yeah. I've never made those for me. I've only made oh, them for really? my husband. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah, I need to. I need mm-hmm. to. I need to make them for Julian. I'm, I'm sure this is the exact style that he would like, so I, sh- I should make him some. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Maybe I'll make some for him on camera. <laughs> Good segue. There you go. <laughs> That's a point. Yes. So <laughs> sewing on camera isn't just for the professionals. With the rise of TikTok, YouTube, social media tutorials, and more, everyone can share sewing tips and tricks online. Since we all have much experience uh, <laughs> as the host sewing on camera, mm-hmm, we thought mm-hmm. we would discuss what helps us and what we have learned, and as well as what we like like to watch too. Yeah, so let's just kick it off with 
do you watch sewing videos and and what do you like to watch? You know, I tend to watch sewing videos for for really specific things. Mm, like I okay. actually just looked up earlier this week. I was trying to figure out how to um, the best way to gather on my serger because I've been trying oh. some different techniques for gathering that don't involve sewing straight stitch and then gathering by hand because I'll pretty much do whatever I can to avoid that. <laughs> um, so I was I looked for a video earlier this week and um, I also have to say I feel like I I tend to look up like how to use different feet. Oh, like I yes. Think, I think in, in part for the work that we did to prepare for Stitch Lab, yeah. um, I did a lot of that. Just really kind of specific um, – specific things like that, that I'm kind of in the sewing moment, forget how to do something, um, and, and need a quick resource. That's, Mm -hmm. that's really where I'm at. I feel like there's, there are so many good sewing vloggers out there now. I should really, um, maybe once I'm done watching Game of Thrones for the second (gasps) time fully through, um, I'll have more time for sewing entertainment videos. (laughs) It's taken a long time. (laughs) I couldn't even get through the first one. I know it's a very unpopular, speaking of unpopular TV opinions. Yeah. (laughs) From our episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Kate? Um, Well, I I don't watch a lot of sewing videos, honestly. I, um, Mm -hmm. I... I find them too a little too slow for me most of the time. Um, okay. I I just I want to get the information I want and move on, and so mm, I prefer okay. I prefer okay. to read my information or see it in pictures um, with with words on a blog. Um, there are some exceptions. Every once in a while, I need I just I need to see it happening, and so mm-hmm. um, one I have one. Uh, blog tutorial that I really like that is um, uh, invisible zippers, just in case anyone was wondering where I was going with that. But um, generally, I don't I don't do a lot of sewing video watching. Um, but every once in a while, I have some some really good I, I, I can really enjoy it. Like Meg's um, sloper course that she did. I uh-huh. sat down mm-hmm, uh-huh. to make a pants sloper a while ago. And, and that was kind of cool because that was kind of like hanging out with Meg and having her tell me how to do a thing. Um, <laughs> except I couldn't talk back. So <laughs> that wasn't fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that I mean, that's about it. I, I like Amanda, if I have something where I'm like, I have to see how this works because the pictures aren't doing it for me, I might um, go find a sewing video, but otherwise I, it's just, it's not my favorite way of learning. I will say if you have not discovered on YouTube that you can, you can change the playback speed, um, when you're watching something. So sometimes I will watch things like at one and a half times Mm. if I feel, cause I, I, I feel you on the video. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes it can be a little slow. So I'm, constantly right. like zipping around to find exactly oh, where I want. Yeah. Um, or, well, or you can do the speed up technique. Right. Well, and I mean, I totally, I totally think that most of the time what's on there is completely justified. I'm just a fairly advanced sewer. So I don't need, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of the like sort of basic stuff. I just want to get to this one thing. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's good that that information exists and is there. So I, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the videos, just that they're they yeah. don't they don't work well with my brain. Yeah, I'm like Amanda. I search very specific things like how to. I remember I was doing I was doing some research for a project how to shorten like a metal zipper. Like I get mm-hmm. very I like really niche things, and I'm yes. always like jump even if the video is like two minutes. I'm already like jumping ahead. I'm already clicking the bar like mm-hmm. <laughs> right in. <laughs> but I do like some kind of like edutainment too. Like my favorite, I've been watching with Wendy on YouTube Mm -hmm. and she is so amazing. Like it's, it's really, she's really quirky and funny. And uh, I loved watching that sort of stuff too, because it's inspiring. I'm not sort of, you could learn how to so for, she does do, you know, very well at teaching the task at hand, but it's really, she's really creative. And so I like, I'm doing more, watching of 
vloggers on YouTube since I think because since we kind of ramped up our own YouTube, yes. I, you know, it's that's been really great being in that a part of that community too. I um seeing some other things, but yeah, even when I'm watching, like I rewatch some of my own old, own older videos because I forget it, and I'm still jumping around. I'm like, okay, Meg, get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> but some people, Meg, like, you're really rambling here. I know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. So. In the Birdist Style Certification course, we shot the second one in a different format than the first. And it's interesting because some students, it's it really is personal preference. Mm-hmm. preference. Some students liked the, it's more, it was all hands and VO and kind of quick snap. It was, it was quicker and a lot more sped up. And some people liked that better and then, or, and then the first where it was kind of more, um, you know, conversational. I'm, uh, you know, doing, I'm talking as I'm sewing. And then it was vice versa. So it really, it was, I found that interesting to get yeah. that student feedback where, but I, I like a, I like a mix of both too, for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 So not talking about like actually us being behind the camera. Do we ever get nervous sewing on camera? Do we ever, do we sew better or worse? I know, I know <laughs> Kate's answer to, to Yes. <laughs> well, um, I used to get nervous um, and I was, and I don't anymore. And I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I think it's because our team is so good. You know, we Definitely. have, yes, I agree. Uh, Ginger, who's the host of the Quilt and Tell podcast or one of the uh-huh. hosts and she's our producer and she's amazing yeah. and she's, she preps so well and she's very good at just keeping us on track and going. And our camera guy, Evan is super sweet and we like to chat. And when we bring in other camera guys, they're also really nice. And I just, it's always, it's really comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. being in the studio with that team. And so that's, um, that's a huge part of it for me is, is I'm just so used to working with them. I don't think about it anymore. The only time I do get nervous is when I'm sewing something that requires a whole lot of precision, um, like Mm -hmm. understitching or stitching in the ditch, something like that, because you can't, um, the way we film anyway, you can't be right in front of the camera You or in front of the machine. You have to be a little bit to the side yes. so that the camera can see past you. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's a strange angle to be sewing at. And it's always really nerve-wracking sitting down and doing something that needs really precise stitching. But as Meg pointed out, that is kind of my sewing superpower is every time I'm nervous about it, I just sit down, I start to sew, I finish sewing, I'm like, wow, that was great. I don't sew that well when I'm in a good position. So, um, so yeah, it always ends up working out, I guess. I have to say that I totally agree. Like the people that we have around us when we're working on these video projects are so good. Mm -hmm. And they're also, I mean, they, they make the scenario comfortable, but I also know they're just really good at editing. So I don't have to, I'm not (laughs) so fixated on not messing up, which probably means I mess up less often. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, maybe, but I have to say like, this is an area where I have, grown so much and been yeah. challenged so much because I am not an on-camera person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not my norm. I'm I'm an editor. I'm behind the scenes, you know, doing the grunt work. Um, so it's really, you know, it, it's really been challenging in, in the best way possible. And I think that um, a couple of things have made me better at, at that. One is one is just doing it more, you yeah. know, and really getting, mm-hmm. you know, giving yourself grace at the beginning and also realizing that, you know, you'll make progress over time. You learn. It, be, it feels more natural as the more you do it. Two is doing this podcast has really yeah. helped me mm-hmm. just, um, you know, I remember those first episodes and I remember we, we listened back to the first episode and we all thought we would sound really nervous and we actually didn't sound very nervous, but I actually was very nervous, um, you know, thinking, thinking about just this new format and recording it live and, you know, kind of stream of consciousness. There's only so much you can do to prepare. Um, and in some cases it's kind of better if you, if you don't, and you just kind of have a conversation, um, but that took a lot of getting used to, and I think that has totally helped my my on camera um, work, as well as our Stitch Lab program that or our mm-hmm. series that we put together. That is so. It was actually fun. It was you know <laughs> fun to do on camera, which was just really different from my previous experience. 
it was definitely more off the cuff. Yeah. So, you know, you could, you can make mistakes and exactly. you could, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And kind of the whole point there is making sewing really accessible and not scary for people. So I don't know. I've really, I've really evolved a lot and I feel like now I'm, I'm still a little bit nervous. Um, uh, the most recent sew along was probably the best I've ever felt. Um, oh, good. Going into a sew along, you know, with just, and it was, it was an involved one with lots of zipper installations and it was a pretty complicated project. So, um, I have to say that I still get nervous, but it's, it's a wholly different experience than what it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was thrown into this very early. I think I've been, they threw me in front of the camera when I started working. Yeah. <laughs> For, and, and they just see, and I was really nervous at first. Sometimes I feel like now I get almost a little too comfortable and mm-hmm. my, you know, I slip in the, a lot of likes and I'm, like similarly to what I do on the podcast, I get told a lot. <laughs> I do that. And I, I'm Whatever. working on it. I'm very now self-aware. <laughs> oh no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but I would agree that the, the crew is, I, I, it's like you don't know what you have until it's gone, like specifically mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. having to, you know, having sponsored videos that I need to produce for my job and not being able to travel these past two years. Yeah. I've had to kind of take on the role of, do, and it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I really appreciate, like, I really, and I, I, the borders are opening back up. Um, so I'm so excited to get back <laughs> in the studio and just worry about what I'm sewing and not so much the camera angle, but mm-hmm. it has taught me so much about, you know, doing more of, um, having, being more experimental and doing a little bit more of my, you know, my own thing too. It's so good when you're, you step out of your comfort zone and you learn a new skill. Like for you, Amanda, it was like, the transition for to being on camera mm-hmm, kind of opened mm-hmm. up for me. It was like working the cameras and knowing a bit more about lighting and some yeah. light video. You know, it's so it's always good to to learn a new skill. And it's what I also learned too. It's like all these videos too that I watch. It's just like you're sewing. It doesn't need to be perfect. Like anyone could do that. If you if you have a cool tip or trick, like just put yeah. on your phone and. Put it up. It's so uh, it's so ac- accessible now, and the cameras on phones, and you can get little tripods. And um, I think it's. And I know I want to branch out more, getting on TikTok. I know we were in a meeting the other day, and one of our colleagues uh, was. But you guys have a like. Do you guys have a TikTok? I, you know, I was going. There's so many sewing videos and craft videos on now, and it, that's so amazing. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so anyone anyone can really can really do it. Which leads me to, have you ever, have either of you ever tried filming something that you're sewing, like not quote unquote for work or not in studio, like in your own kind of time for your own social media or just kind of recording for later or sharing a tip? You know, I have, and it's largely been in the like realm of reels and talk about like a sewing opinion. Like there are definitely <laughs> divisions among the Instagram sewing community regarding reels and Instagram's kind of push towards more video format. But I I didn't feel the urge to fight it so much because it is such a big part of the roller skating community. Oh, like right, everybody eh? was doing yeah. reels reels wheels. Everybody was doing reels. Um and you know that's kind of like roller skating isn't really that exciting or interesting without video, you know? Um, so I feel like it, it really didn't feel like too much of a stretch for me. Um, I don't think I'm particularly good at it, (laughs) but I do feel like, I don't know, it's video is such a good format for sewing. I've seen Mm -hmm. so many good creative reels and like whether or not people feel pressure to do them or not. I just feel like like, there's there's a lot of creative potential there. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I do, I do, I was among the people who felt challenged Mm -hmm. and kind of like this was new territory in some ways for sewing, but also like 
you know, I, I kind of feel like embrace it and have fun and don't, mm-hmm. you know, get too caught up in views. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like just just do it. Do it for fun because it was kind of fun to learn some really basic, you know, editing stuff through the Instagram app. Um, but like I said, like I did a fun one recently with my daughter. Um, I don't know. It's kind of I haven't done any like hardcore sewing tips or techniques yet. Um, I just like to take little videos and put them to music. <laughs> that's the extent <laughs> of it. But that's all it has to be, you know? That's all it has to be. Yeah. Well, I haven't done it at all. As as you all know, I am bad at Instagram, and I have continued to oh. be bad at Instagram throughout 2021. Um, so I, uh, I haven't gotten to the point of trying to do anything like that. Um, I, I don't know. Amanda makes it sound less scary than I think it, I think I thought it was, but, um, also Uh I don't at the moment have any sort of inspiration for anything that I could do with that kind of thing. So, um, if I ever get that kind of inspiration, I'll give it a try, but until then I'm okay. Not exactly. And that's the thing too. If you don't want to, you, you know, um, I, yeah, that's totally valid as well. And, um, sometimes I wish that I just, like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I wish that I didn't want to as much because then I know I can and then I don't. And then I feel bad about myself because I'm like, I could do all this stuff. And then I get distracted and, you know, watch reality television, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I, I definitely, maybe when we get around to our resolution, um, Oh, did Amanda leave? Yeah, she uh, she needed to go get Gus. He's was Gus meowing at the door. Oh my gosh, it's gotten cold. So yeah. he wants constant mom snuggles. Yeah, oh, I, I heard so him. I'm sweet. like, does somebody need? Some-? No, that's not my cat. That's Amanda's cat. <laughs> no, he's so he's very dramatic. <laughs> and I also heard we were you were talking that you have Gus printed on a fabric. Um, I have Gus printed on a fabric. <laughs> Detour. Okay. <laughs> this that is so adorable. Is it like a repeat pattern? You uh, from Spoonflower, right? Yes, it's from Spoonflower. Um, and it is a painting that my daughter did <gasps> of him. Oh, and it is a repeat. It's black and white, obviously tuxedo cat. And he was actually sitting on the fabric this morning. So I have a oh. picture of that. Um, but it's going to become a shower curtain. Oh. And I am so excited about it. It's going to be like graphic, you know, white and black. Um, and there's a couple of other fabrics that I got printed to pair with it. But yeah, he is going to be immortalized in shower curtain form. That nice. is so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh, that gives me so much even inspiration. Just I need now bunny fabric yes, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. As soon as possible. <laughs> um, maybe I'll just I need to share that experience. I need I want to, maybe I'll I'll try doing a a video on you know turning your pet into like a fabric print or something. And yeah. that would be so cute. I think like the shower curtain is such a good place for that type of fabric. Like a like a fun custom yeah, fabric. Kind of novelty. <laughs> novelty. Exactly. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which I think I'll have to then YouTube. How do you make a shower curtain? Because that's the thing. You think it's easy, but then you watch a video and you actually learn how to, you know, dimensions and stuff. Like that is something yeah. that I would seek out to learn mm-hmm. uh, doing, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> we should we should probably just go ahead and make that video for YouTube. I'm taking, yeah. notes. <laughs> taking notes. Taking notes. Taking <laughs> notes. Um, yeah, but what I was saying is, yeah, part of my resolution, I think, will be to do more. Because it is yeah. just – what it roots for me is, like, uh, my, like, passion is – it is sewing, but it is, like, I love – I never wanted to be, like, a teacher when I was growing up. But learning from, you know, going to like learning how to sew in school. I just want everybody to know, like if they want to know this skill and I, I'm so, 
I feel like I'm so enthusiastic about it. And I, I, I hope I try and do my best job at getting people excited and inspired yeah. and not intimidated. And so that's where my true passion for, that's why I do love being on camera and sewing on camera just to, just to show people that. So that's where kind of my passion comes from in this. And I just, yeah, I never thought of myself as a, as a teacher. Cause I think growing up in school, like non-sewing school, you know, I wasn't a very quote unquote grade wide, like a bright student. So you never th- And so it's just, um, it's really cool to see how, how, what life kind of guides to you, you know, totally. <laughs> like never expected we would be talking about like, I know knit fabrics, wearing lab coats on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like where, where life leaves you. But I will say, um, Every time I've had to approach a um, a sewing on camera instructor situation, I think of you, Meg, as like the gold standard. Oh, like no. you're so good at it. And I don't know if it's easy for you, but you make it look easy. And you've definitely inspired me um, as well. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, now it it's definitely, it's, you know going through the motions now of just, uh, yep. Yeah, I don't really get nervous or I guess what I said before, I get almost a little too comfortable yeah. and <laughs> I like, sometimes forget that I'm rolling and then I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. I know. But, and then like the cuss words slip oh, out. Oh, I, if there was a blooper of all my years of cuss words edited together, <laughs> it would be a five hour long yeah. show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think a good, I think a good point in here is that like, sewing on camera, teaching on camera, um, specific to sewing is like, I think some people are probably just good at it. Yes. But I also think that you can get good at it. And if it feels scary at first, don't take that as a cue that you're not good at it. Like it's probably going to feel scary for a little bit. Um, you just, but you know, you do have to put yourself out there, push yourself a little bit if it, if it doesn't feel, um, 100% 100% normal and natural at first. But I think it's worth trying. I think it's worth exploring. Yeah, if you have, if you feel like you have an inhibition to to do so, if you feel like that outlet would be um, a good outlet for you, definitely, yeah, give it a shot and like don't give up if you, if it's truly an, a, a, like a skill and something that you want to share. And even honestly, get some side money off of, like you yeah. can make money teaching how to sew online, whether it is through YouTube, like views, or you can, it's so easy the way that you can set up your own platform on, like you can mm-hmm. make a website, get a domain for, it's very easily, easy to set up like a integrated platform where you upload a video. Like it is something that if, you know, if you feel like you have a passion for it and you want to, if you have a certain, you know, niche or good at certain something, you can make it into a job. Yeah. A little side hustle. Yeah. I will also say, you know, I definitely go through like moods with video and yeah. now the struggle is just like getting still shots and like oh, feeling yeah. the motivation to even do that. So if that's where you're at, then like you're in good company here. Like it, it definitely, you know, you, you, you make it what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. For sure. Well, shall we take a break? That's a good segue into next talking about documenting. Absolutely. Our sewing mix, for sure. Okay. Well, Kate, you mentioned something at break, and I think it's worth mentioning (laughs) to our audience because we, I I definitely felt like it's worth, it's worth that perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. How often do you rewatch videos that you appear in? <laughs> I avoid watching videos that I'm in because it makes me very uncomfortable um, unless they're making me watch them to do a quality control on them. Um, I I just avoid it to the point where I have not watched my own episode of Con Crunch, um, the <laughs> oh, one that no. I appeared on. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, still love haven't that watched, I still haven't watched any Stitch Lab. I'm just like... I don't want to see myself existing on camera, <laughs> so I don't mind doing it, but I kind of hate watching myself. So uh, so that's my my confession, is that I avoid uh-huh. seeing myself on camera as much as possible. <laughs> I completely feel that. I, yeah, it's, 
it's hard. I have occasionally gone back to some of those earlier earlier videos just to watch and have a like, you've come so far moment. But it is, it just gives me, it, I just like instantly sweat. Just, <laughs> it's so hard to do. So I feel, yeah. But I feel we've we've confessed that that felt important to share yeah. just in case people have that same experience and wonder if they're alone. No. And you, I hear, I watch a lot, like I have sometimes a lot of daytime TV on in the back while I work and like this A-list celebrity interviews, a lot of A-list actors say that they don't like to watch, like they've never seen these movies that they're in. Like it's a, yeah, it's definitely, you know, uh, goes across the board. Yeah. For me, it's I can't, I hate re-listening to the pod. I've never yeah. like listened to them. I hate listening to myself. I can I can watch because there's a lot going on. I can distract myself, but when my voice is isolated, I just <laughs> just like <laughs> just for me, I hate listening to myself. I can watch, um, but not listen. <laughs> well, I I we feel are- like you basically just said we're a listers, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that everybody is their own harshest critic, and that's what it comes For to. For sure. In the end. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. We should all stop. Mm-hmm. But except um, when I – I will say, except when I'm on, like, FaceTime and sometimes, like, Zoom meetings, you know, I'm just looking at myself. Oh, my gosh. Of the, I know. Oh, so oh, distracting. If I, if I lean on my hand like this, I look a lot better than <laughs> – Oh no! I I don't always do that. Sometimes I catch myself doing that. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard, and I think it's a very common, it's very universal experience. Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about documenting your makes, Um, because I think, kind of like video, people have different feelings about this. Um, But I think I'll I'll just kind of kick us off. My I have a I have a couple of Instagram accounts and I have one that's specifically dedicated to sewing because it just got weird to kind of cross the streams um so much between family and then uh-huh. with roller skating and they just needed separate spaces. So I use Instagram heavily for that uh-huh. and ha- have very inconsistent um standards when it comes to taking photos for Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, But how about you two? Well, I've kind of copied what I saw you doing on Instagram to some extent where, where I, you know, just made up a little hashtag that was unique enough that I didn't think anyone else would need to use it and use that to tag my makes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I often forget to take pictures of my new makes. And Mm -hmm. so I don't actually, it's not like a full record. It's just sort of a, well, I remembered to take a picture of this and put it on Instagram. Awkward thumbs up. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's about as far as I go. I'm not, I'm not real good about documenting, to be honest. Uh How about you, Meg? Well, a lot of my things that I post on Instagram are projects from work or something I'm filming. So I already have photos of it. I'm just kind of bad at posting because I I get so in my head about like a cure. I need to really let go of, you know, like a curator. I was looking at my feed the other day and I noticed all the pictures that I was posting. My head was like turned to the side. I was like, I need to put more front on and I just need to get out of my (laughs) head. a little it's so easy to do that on Instagram which is kind of a little bit of its its fault I know um it's good to you know take social media breaks and stuff but I would I I have a such a big backlog of um because yeah it's just for a good documentation it's good Mm -hmm. to a lot of people when I'm um you know when I'm meeting people out and about you know if oh they find out I sew my stuff you know, sew my own clothes and, oh, what's your Instagram? And I'm like, oh, but I, I've made recently, really recently made that. And then so they could see everything that I've made. And so I just need to get better at posting. But I do, unfortunately, I've not unfortunately, sorry, fortunately have Julian takes a lot of my pictures. So I do mm-hmm. pretty much document a, a lot of things that I've made. Yeah. I just need to post them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As Kate mentioned, I have, I use like a yearly, I change it out. Uh-huh. Um, hashtag for myself, which is really nice because I can just search that hashtag as long as no one else 
starts to use it, which has happened. Um, and then I can see everything I've made and that's oh, been really helpful. That's cool. And then I sometimes, like I was thinking about this fall and I was thinking about, I want to make some more peasant blouses. And I was like, well, I feel like I made a lot of peasant blouses at some point. Like I made a whole bunch of them. And so I went back through and just kind of looked, cause I feel like otherwise there's so much life happening that I just wouldn't. I wouldn't really remember. And I feel like I've learned a lot by just looking back at my feed and yeah. saying, oh, yeah, that top, where yeah. the heck did that top yeah. go? It's like lost mm-hmm. in my house somewhere or, you know, packing for a trip or like seasons changing, like uh-huh. even like just remembering what I have. Um, and I also, I tend to to make notes for myself. Just, I think in the spirit of like, sharing information with the sewing community too, you know, any hacks that I've done or adjustments or, um, yeah, sizes. Exactly. Sizes. I always you know, love when, you know, yeah, uh, you're searching you, for a yeah pattern. Yeah. A little bit more perspective. So, um, at any rate, what are some of your favorite tips for good, getting good pictures of garments? Cause I think it, it can be really challenging, especially if you don't have, um, a talented hubby or <laughs> a talented fourth grader, um, which is <laughs> my case, although she is in school now, so she's pretty busy. Um, so I have recently, I, I did do, I had a, I did the selfie stick for a while and that was just never very good. And now I have a little stand with a light on it. Um, but I still very much try to just get pics during the day, natural lighting, keep it as simple for myself as possible. Um, cause I, yeah, I definitely tried to train my husband and then it turned out that my fourth grader was the better level for me because she's shorter. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm like, is this stand as high as my fourth grader? I think so. I think we're in the good range, you know? Um, but I, yeah, I think those are probably my main tips, just figuring it out if you're doing it on your own, like a good way to stand up your phone and have your remote clicker, which is very easy to set up. Um, and then, yeah, thinking about your lighting, um, natural being probably the easiest scenario mm-hmm. for most people. Mm-hmm. And then backgrounds, you know, I feel like um, our our neighbor at some point last year painted their brick white. And it was like the perfect backdrop. And I was always over there like moving their trash can and taking pictures um, while they were out and about. They didn't care. (laughs) But now we have new neighbors who live in the house and they have um, their RV parked there. So I've had to get a little bit more creative. Um, And I'm not sneaking over to the neighbors to take pictures of my handmade garments anymore. So, um, But I I do think simple is best. I know a lot of people on Instagram use like a basic sweep backdrop. You could put up a sheet if you really wanted mm-hmm. to to take yeah. it. I, and I mean, that's kind of the point. Take it as far as you want. Um, there have been, you know, calls for seated photos too. Yes. So people can see how yes. things look in a variety of positions mm-hmm. um, and, and from a variety of angles. But I think that it's really um, – you know, I I like to feel like I'm adding to the like sewing community knowledge base when I share photos, but I'm also very I have very selfish uh reasons for doing it just so I remember what I made and yeah. so I don't I don't tend to get quite as technical with um all the various angles and I definitely I think I always look I think I always look to the right. That's my Instagram <laughs> angle. yeah any other tips from from y'all Meg I feel like you get really great backdrops just being Mm -hmm. in the the metro area yeah my favorite backdrop is really although I have a ton of really cool uh, I live right downtown um I love taking pictures um in front of like yeah brick walls and you know alleyways and but I really love taking photos in front of like greenery in like mm-hmm. uh, nature I think that's really nice not just because it's green well yeah may- mm, partly maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe uh but yeah so I'm really gonna um miss this exact spot that I'm in there's so many but then again I'm excited to explore a new area mm-hmm. and new picture opportunities but um personally I like a 
a background that has, you know, something going on, you know, I, I tend to always like to photograph it in, in front of something, if it's like a texture or something like that, I really, I really like that. And also another tip that I have, if you have an iPhone and an Apple watch, you can actually, and I've taken up when Julian can't photograph me, I discovered that you can go in the camera function and you can actually see a mini preview on your, so you can center yourself looking at it and then you can press, take a picture and it times three seconds and then you kind of pose. So it's like a built-in clicker. If you have an Apple watch, I just, I discovered that after like several months of having it, that I can remotely take pictures and get, get a preview because the, the camera on the phone that's not like the selfie camera is not as good as the like outward one. So you can't really see yourself in the, um, in the, in the lens. So that would be my biggest tip. If you have a, an Apple watch or a, I'm not sure what other smart watches are, but I feel like, um, the, I'm sure they would have a similar functionality if it's that type of smart watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking about backdrops, I realized how much, how dedicated I used to be to that. Cause I would like right. do makeup. I would take my daughter to our neighborhood. Yep preschool and like take photos there because they had this really lovely like kind of terracotta building um and it's just kind of gone downhill from there and now I'm like "Hmm, I haven't haven't done my hair I'm gonna stand in front of my garage and take some pictures but that's where I'm at and I'm okay with it so I feel like um I don't know it's okay to it's okay wherever your standards are for that I feel like yeah my my standards are are very low because I am not a very good photographer and um my husband I god bless him I love him so much but he tilts the phone at a funny angle when he takes pictures and like mm-hmm. my head ends up way bigger than my feet and it's like this really bizarre and I'm like no no and so uh it's cuz he's taller than me and he's trying to yeah yeah but uh so I also use a, a little tripod and um, and a timer. And I usually use my backyard because it's a very nice backyard. It's very lush. and um, Oh, nice. There's a lot of stuff back there, but also um, trying to get to a place where I can not be in the direct sunlight because the direct sunlight tends yeah, to, yes, you know. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, trying to get into the diffuse natural light, into the shadow can be kind of hard because uh, there are only certain spots that where it's like I have I can stand here but no further back because then my head will be in the light um, and yeah it's so I I struggle a lot with it but um, I try not to be very judgmental of myself and just say you know mm-hmm. as long as it kind of shows what I want it to show I'm not going to sit here and yell at myself because it's not art because I'm not that kind of artist. So that's a good tip about not like total direct, yeah, direct sunlight. Light. I know mm-hmm. when Julian directs, like when he's like, I, you think, oh, the sunspot's right here. I'm going to stay, but he, he's saying, oh, you can't see the fat, like the fabric looks washed out or, you know, uh, so mm-hmm. that's a good tip. They get that diffuse kind of, you get, cause you really want to see like the fab and if there's a sheen to the fat, you know, you can get that better highs and lows and, uh, everything like that. So that's a great tip too, Kate. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, had a, good, I, I, I was, had a good tip. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, but what I was thinking, what you were saying, Amanda, it's like from what we were saying before, you're often your own harshest critic. But when mm-hmm. I like look at your, I remember you posted the, what's the the meadow wood top. Mm-hmm. You don't, I don't really notice that that was your garage. Like you would think <laughs> that, oh, I'm just taking it in front of my garage where I'm focused on your blouse because it's something new that you made. And I, you mm-hmm. know, so it's something that you probably criticize your, yeah. yourself more where I just yeah. saw this like amazing top <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that I need to make. I, <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, I love that pattern so much. It's mm-hmm. it's so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. You're right. And when I'm looking at pictures of people, I'm not like, yeah. oh, you're totally standing in front of your garage. Know. You know, like that's never going through my mind. So you're no. you're totally right about that. Yeah, I totally need to right. 
yeah, if I'm really bad, it's if it's not like a professional, like not nicely documented, you know, with a nice camera by Julian or um, I find it hard to, po- I need to post more if it's like, even just a mirror selfie, it's like a mid-progress, like fitting yeah. pic or so. I need to get better at myself and allow myself to, it's just that vision of like, Here's my curated, all perfectly lit, perfectly posed, you know, the garments looking good photos where it probably would be more, you know, it would be good for my own. Yeah, because I don't even think I've documented these free mantle pants because they weren't for work. And I just, I wear them all the time. Like, they're so cool. And I just, I could probably just take a picture right now, but, and I... Maybe I should. <laughs> I think you should because you sew so much. And I'm I always know. like catching things on your story. I'm like, yeah. oh, is that new? That's yeah. new. And actually what you said, Meg, made me think about this. Like I at some point there was a lot of conversation on in Instagram sewing community about not just posting finished makes. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be about that. I love those process shots. Me too. Um, love those beautiful details that people post. Um, love seeing people troubleshoot. Like there's, it doesn't have to be just make after make. It could be, hey, I made this three years ago and I'm wearing it again in yeah. this new way or I mended it. Um, I, I, I think that's an important thing to remember too. It doesn't always have to be just a parade of everything you've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of different kinds of content to share there. Um, but I do think I, I've, definitely seen a lot of benefits from documenting makes no matter how far you want to go with it. Um, and I did a little write up for the So Daily blog. Um, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes because there are some tips. There's some kind of big picture thoughts, some of what we've touched on here. Um, but yeah, lots of things to consider if you want to. You don't have to. Um, let's talk about Sojo. All right, it is time for our Sojo segment. This is the segment in which we talk about what is giving us our sewing inspiration, our sewing mojo. Um, So let's see, Meg, why don't you start us off today? Well, I actually just finished making this dress. It's a Berta pattern, and I've seen it made so many times. It crosses in the front and it ties in the back. It's mm. from it's from this year's issue. I can't exactly remember um, the exact issue, but I've seen it made so many times on online. I find sometimes Berta has just this one standout pattern, and you see it made again and again mm. and again. And this was one of those styles. And I made it in, I did it on my sketching live. I had a plan that art, that Blackbird original print is like the art brush strokes. Mm-hmm. And I was going to make a the vintage lace skirt in it, but then I had enough to make the dress and the dress called for a tensile fabric and that was. And so I just made it and I'm obsessed with it. It's just like a comfy fit. It has this cool twist. And so I, I'm getting into some, and it's a nice fall dress. It's a nice tensile with, you know, um, the sleeves, you know, you could wear a turtleneck under it. It's a nice hemline and it's a heavier fabric. So I'm just really into fall dresses still just, and I just, I love it. Um, you should probably document that. I should probably document that. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I, I put it in my closet and I totally forgot that I made it until this morning when I was putting away some clothes. I, I literally forgot I made it last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I document it, maybe I would, you know, when I while I'm on Instagram, you know, oh, someone liked that. Oh, yeah, I did make that. I can wear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Amanda, how about you? Um, I have been, I guess I've I've been feeling the sewing inspiration, and I've met made a few things um, in the last week or so. I made my daughter had been asking and asking for me to make her a black ribbed knit t-shirt so we did that and she loves it oh and i'm it's it's so funny because i have like the exact same fabric and the exact same cut (laughs) and i'm like i don't know it's just it's kind of funny but at any rate she loves her black ribbed knit um t-shirt that i made her and i also made another trinchera t-shirt hack Um, I, that was another reel I did recently, which was kind of fun. I showed off all of the different 
Trinchera t-shirts that yes, I've made using the, yeah. um, the pattern from So Quick and Easy. And I made another kind of baby doll dress. So it's got a, a little peplum, a little bit of ruffle, um, but it's a, it's a floral print wow. on like this kind of rusty color. And it felt like a real departure for me. And even when I wear it and I like look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, whoa, like floral. <laughs> this is so weird, but I like it. And it was a good reminder to just to break your own rules sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, and it's funny because I actually bought the fabric for my daughter. I made her something with it and I had enough. So we have like some multiple twinning opportunities, um, which we will definitely partake in because um, we're cheesy like that. And I, um, and I, the meadow wood that you mentioned, Meg, I, I thought that I, and maybe I did. I had like a sewing just moment of realization that I have a lot of um, woven kind of tanks and I have some woven peasant blouses with like full sleeves, but I don't have anything kind of in between. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I don't have a lot of like woven t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, I picked the metal wood because I love buttons, but I just don't wear button-ups very much. And this one was a nice kind of – it's got the button-up feature, but it doesn't have a collar. It's a little bit more casual. It's easier for me to wear. And I I have bought some other fabric to make some other things, but I think I'm going to be on a meadow wood kick here for a while. And that pattern is by um, Straight Stitch Designs. That's Kimberly Payne, who also does a lot of work for So News. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll link to that pattern in the show notes. So a little bit of everything, but definitely feeling, um, feeling some sojo, just kind of wanting to be in my sewing space and turn the music up loud and veg out. And so, well, as uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, I am still like in serious cleaning organization, rearranging sort of mode here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh-huh. as as things are getting a little bit closer to being, you know, like, and now I use this room, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of eyeing some stuff. Um, no, most notably, I noticed earlier this week, um, Liesl Gibson of um, Liesl yes. Company, is that it? Mm -hmm. Um, she released, uh, several new patterns actually. And the one that caught my eye was the, uh, Geneva top. It's Mm -hmm. a colorless V-neck button down and it's got two sleeve options. One of which are little bell sleeves, um, which I love. And, um, this is the, this is the same designer who did, um, my favorite pattern of all time, the gallery tunic. Um, and so I'm sitting here like, I might need to try this guy out because it mm-hmm. looks a lot like a not it doesn't look like the gallery tunic, but it's got some of the same like it's got a cute little pleat in the back. And I don't know, it just it kind of has the same sort of silhouette almost. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited about it. So we're uh, putting that on my list of uh, things to think about once my room is ready to go. I love that pattern. And I also love how she releases little collections. It's like, ooh, so many goodies to look at all at once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know they're just going to be, like, wonderfully drafted and come together beautifully. Oh, I mm-hmm. I love working on the gallery tunic for many reasons. But one of them is because the instructions are so good and clear and it's put together so well. And it's it, – I mean, it's not – it's not the most complicated pattern in the world, but it's not the simplest either, but it's super mm-hmm. easy to do. You just follow the instructions and it the placket is easy and the pleat is easy and it's all just easy and I love it. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I was just Googled it and the Geneva blouse is so cute. Right? It's so fall. It's perfect for fall. Like I need this for fall. Like for wovens and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's got the button up yes aspect but not the collar i think that's yeah that's it for me well uh-huh. and it's got it's got like i said it has a like a kind of gathered in cuffed version of the sleeve and then the bell and man i love a bell sleeve i really do mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm very excited about that pattern mm-hmm Oh, I can't do a bell sleeve. I maybe if one day when I have a dishwasher because washing dishes, the it always gets drenched mm. and wet. <laughs> you would, I yeah. love a dishwasher. I 
I have a I have a very specific method for uh, twisting up sleeves. <laughs> I don't know that I can actually uh, tell you what it is because it's just kind of a thing that I do. But yeah, I I for sleeves that actually go down to my wrist, I have a tendency if they have any volume to them, I have a tendency to kind of twist them and tuck them up, and for moments like that. Well, anyway, Hi. shall we move on to our listener question? <laughs> Yes, let's do it. All right. This one's kind of a toughie, and um, I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear what you guys have to say. But the question is, any time-saving tips for pattern adjustments? Because they take forever. Anybody have any wonderful, wonderful tips? Uh, make oversized everything. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid them entirely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I mean, that is tricky. And I, I don't really have, like, a set... Um, you know, fit adjustment that I do for every pattern yet. So I'm not, you know, I'm not doing a lot of like transferring changes from one pattern to the next. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you guys? I have one that I do a lot and it's kind of after the, I, when I make something, like I just make it as is, even if I think there's a, cause I rarely make a, a muslin. And if you have a gaping edge or something, instead of, you know, going back to the pattern, you just gather it and add some elastic, <laughs> yeah. make a pleat. I, I'm a fan of, oh, oh, it's, it's, it's gaping. Oh, oh, a pleat right there. Oh yeah. That was intense. Oh, that, that's a hack. I, I added pleats. <laughs> yeah. Design feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that, um, they do take a long time and it can get kind of frustrating at times, but I think they're really, really worth it when you get a really good fit. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that the more you, so, so for me, for example, I have at least one standard that I almost always do. Um, unless it's a very um, loose fitting garment, if it's a top, um, I have to blend um, between my bust and my waist because uh-huh. I'm usually about two sizes apart. Um, so uh-huh. that's just something I kind of do by default whenever I get a new pattern. Um, and once you do that kind of adjustment several times, it becomes very second nature and it doesn't take very much concentration. The more you, the more you do the pattern adjustments, the more instinctual they become and the less time they take, um, which is not a really great answer for that because what I'm basically saying is, you know, take your time, learn how to do it, and then it'll take you less time. But I mean, those are, that's one of those things that you really do kind of want to take your time on and get right because I mean it's the whole point of the garment if the garment doesn't fit you're right. not going to want to wear it um, uh-huh. so I think that's a terrible answer to the actual question but also <laughs> it's kind of honestly how I feel about it yeah yeah. I mean it may just be kind of impossible to avoid yeah mm-hmm. you know but if you look like what you were saying Kate a custom size line it can be if you know you look at what's your bust you know waist and hip and then see what size it is and then just use a French curve. That can go pretty quickly if, if you yep. don't have a lot of panels. It's when you have a lot of um, horiz- horizontal seams, that can be a mm-hmm. little bit more tricky. But if it's kind of a straight side seam, that can that can be a really quick yeah, for adjustment sure. to do. Would, would having a sloper help, you think? Only if it's like a fitted because a sloper is basically a, a good fitted template yeah. of your body. So it really would have to, if the garment or pattern that you are making is fitted, kind of also that fitted. basic yeah. one inch, you know, ease in the waist, two inches the hip, one in the bust, then that would be a great thing um, mm-hmm. to do. But if it's more stylized pattern, that's why a sloper is great for building a stylized pattern from mm. so that it's your base right. size and then you add your design features onto that. So, But you can use it depending on the pattern silhouette fit. Well, one of the reasons that I am on my, you know, now going on three or four year quest to make a good pants sloper <laughs> is that um, I have a theory that 
once I figure out what actually fits my body, I can kind of overlay the sloper with the pattern and, you know, see what adjustments I need to make to make the pattern fit my body better. Um, which may in fact be a time saver, but I'm not sure because I haven't successfully done it yet. Well, maybe we should put a pin in this and have yeah. a whole episode on this. I think, yeah. Um, what a great, great question. And I think we can, um, I think we, this is maybe a good um, guest opportunity too. I know there's yes. so many experts mm-hmm. in the sewing community. So we'll drop that down for a future episode and we'll go a lot more into yeah, it. We'll have somebody come in who's got like great tips. Not yes. Like Not it. just good tips, but like us, but great ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like great tips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Super fun episode, you guys. Yeah. Oh, super yeah. fun. You know, when we run, when we're on episode 69, we run out of topics. We just talk about something on camera. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was really, no, it was I, really compelling joking. and I, I did a good little trip down memory lane. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Yeah, sure. yeah. I agree. Well, awesome. Well, until next time, y'all. Yeah. Happy stitching. Happy stitching on camera. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is Director of Content, Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing, and Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew & Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.